In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with Jack Duffin and Ian Wright. We are the third most popular podcast, Cleveland Browns podcast, out there. Jack, how do you feel about that? Hey, uh, that just means we've got two more spots to push our way up the rankings. Ian? Number three on the list, but number one in your hearts. I love that. But no, fair play to uh, the two guys above us, cleveland.com and... uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns daily, but yeah, you know, there's a chance we could next year just just nick it top top two. So there we go. Anyway, today is all about offense. We want to offend you. No, we're talking about the offense. And uh, Jack and Ian and me are going to go through it and work out who do we think is going to actually make the roster. Talk about the positions, etc. But there's some breaking news that's happened. I'm afraid to say our returner has torn his Achilles ankle. Is that right? Achilles, Achilles. yeah. Achilles. What does that mean, mate? Is he out for a while or what? Yeah, he should be, should be done for the year. So um, they're going to have a scan just to 100% actually confirm that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever see him play for the Cleveland Browns. They've got a 3.185 million option on his deal next year. I don't think they pick that up for a dude that's around 30 years old. He's a returner rather than a pure wide receiver. It's a lot of money for that. Um, so I think we'll never see him play a down for the Browns, which is sad. Jack, if he gets, if he gets injured for a whole season, does this contract just get like on ice for a year? No. So if he's suspended, that would be the case. Um, okay. Or if he'd had the COVID opt-out like Andrew Billings did, um, not for a player who is, um, is out on IR. Who's, who's going to be returning now? Dearnest? I'd say the, the two favourites would be Dearnest and Felton. Um, they could certainly be one of these young wide receivers that gives it a shot. Um, but yeah, I'd say they're probably the, the two favourites um, because they won't really, if Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be wide receiver too, they probably don't want him returning unless it's sort of a, a really key moment um, where they would consider putting him back there. Ian, any thoughts on this at all, mate? Yeah, I think I think the loss of Jakeem Grant is actually going to be, and we talked a little bit about it, was the special teams was going through a complete overhaul. They brought in, you know, Corey Boraquez to bring in a big leg in the reports out of camp or that he's been hitting some big boomers. Um, so hopefully Prefer maybe takes the, uh, the reins off of him like he did a hammer a little bit. They brought in Cade York, obviously Jack's favorite draft pick. And it just seems like this guy's been nailing everything in camp. I mean, he had a 45-yarder to end practice, and he cleared that bar by 15 yards easily. And then Jakeem Grant was brought in to bring some explosiveness to the return game. And not having that, I think, is going to be a big loss because as much as we talked about, you know, kind of jokingly that Jakeem Grant was, what, our third highest paid uh, receiving option, he was going to bring an element to the offense that we didn't have. You know, I'm not saying Tyreek Hill, but that esque where it's the shifts, it's the motions, it's the handoffs, it's the bubble screens. Can you get that out of Demetric Felton? 
maybe on offense. But again, I don't think there's a guy on the roster that can fill in for his return duties. So I think it's going to be a pretty big loss. Yeah, I'm, I'm gutted because I was really thinking the special teams room, like you said, Ian, was having this major change. And uh, yeah, it is a uh, step back. Jack, you did an article today uh, for the OBR, if I'm correct. Seven things on um, Watson. Yeah, so there, there's lots of stuff that goes flying around Watson. Oh, the Browns are uh, the worst people in the world because they did a min signing and uh, min base salary and signing bonus, even though they do it in every single deal. The, they're the first team to ever sort of um, do this in the league and just covering off a lot of that nonsense, pointing the finger where there is fair criticism of this isn't really standard practice. Um, but then sort of myth-busting some of that, yeah. It's just laying out what the facts are because some people love to sprout stuff that they think they know what's going on because they've looked at how one team operates in the league. 32 teams operate in different ways. Uh, Where can people find this article? So it's a free read on the OBR. So by all means, go to Paul's Twitter, go to my Twitter. You can find a link there. Cool. Ian, how do you feel about this, mate? Savansky has a plan for the Watson and the QBs against the uh, Jaguars, but hasn't told him who's going to start. I mean, he better. He's the coach. So let's, let's hope that the coach has a plan for the quarterbacks that are playing this week. I think the idea there, Paul, is he's saying he's going to be allocating the snaps one way. I would expect that if we don't hear from the league on the Deshaun Watson thing, that they'll give him maybe a couple series and then they'll turn the reins over to Jacoby Brissett and let Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs, and Josh Rosen take over it. But I think that's actually a pretty good segue. Uh, We're talking about offense. So, Jack, the quarterbacks, I mean, Paul asked the question regarding this. I know we want to kind of hear, Paul, your thoughts on the quarterbacks. But, Paul, let's say we just made you head coach for this game against uh, on Friday, right, Friday? Yep. How would you divvy out the quarterbacks? What would what, what, Who do you want to see play? How much do you want to see them play? And what do you think that projects in terms of their roster? I, there's three preseasons, so my strategy would be, um, look, we can't afford, um, uh, what's he called, Joby to get injured, so I don't, I don't want him to take any snaps, and I would mess around with Watson, uh, Rosen, and Dodds. You do realize that Jacoby Brissett has not thrown a single pass to Amari Cooper or any Browns wide receiver tight end or running back into an NFL game yet, right? Doesn't matter. His he has to be ready for he has to be injury free game week one and then the second game, if I'm correct, will be a serious game. Jack, do you reckon that's fair or it's difficult to judge because we've only had one year where there's been three preseason games. So it's that and who knows? I it wouldn't shock me if this is all basically an irrelevant talk now because by the time we get to Friday we've might hear how the league rules and if it's a year-long indefinite suspension then he can't practice so um, it doesn't really matter so I think this is one to consider nearer the time to week one because I, I guess that's why Stefanski hasn't told the team yet because he's playing this close to his chest until he gets an answer from the league. Ian how would you play it? Jack real quick so if Watson is suspended for the league and that all comes down for the year do you start Brissett? Yeah. If he's suspended for the entire year, yeah. And say it is say there's no decision made by Friday. Do you start Watson? Yeah. 
as you said, a couple of series um, and then, yeah, flip it over to Brissette. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same camp. If you don't hear anything by Friday, get them out there. Maybe two drives, maybe two, maybe three. But counter to Paul's, I want to see Brissette. I want to see him. I want to see him throw. I want to see him move. I want to see these timing routes. I mean, we talked about Stefanski designing this offense for Baker and quick hitters and all this other stuff. And then Baker would let it go to hell in a hand biscuit by double pumping or throwing off his back foot. I want to see Brissette operate in this offense. I want to see him. The one person I really don't need, actually there's offense and defense. There's a couple of guys I don't need to see. I don't need to see Nick Chubb and I don't need to see Miles Garrett. Those two, they can sit, keep your scrubs on. Amari Cooper, one series, maybe. If if Watson starts, Cooper and Watson play the same number of series. Maybe I do Watson one, Brissett one with Cooper. And then on defense, you can sit Ward too. Actually, not anything, but I don't need Ward playing. I don't need Garrett playing. But yeah, I would, I want to see, a good bit of Josh Dobbs. I want to see a good bit of Josh Rosen. Yeah. So to jump into today's show, 20 minutes, will it actually be 20 minutes? We'll find out. You'll be looking at the time on this podcast as you're listening and working out. We got this all done in 20 minutes. Who's going to be watching it? Oh, I am. I'm doing a pre-show with the OBR and then I'm staying up until four in the morning to watch it. Jack, I love that, mate. Got to keep rolling. Yeah, I'll be watching. It's easy for me to watch. The game starts at six o'clock. The game will be over. I can get to bed before uh, before the end of the news. So today's show, we're doing offensive roster and practice squad because, hey, if we didn't discuss the practice squad, Paul would probably sack us both from the podcast. Um, so what we're going to be doing, we're all going to predict who's on the team and then who's on the practice squad. So I'll go through with what Andrew Berry's done each of the two years. And if you go in, oh, these numbers don't stack up. I'm working on the week one roster, not on instantly as it's cut to 53 because there's moves that happen. We're focused on week one because if a little bit of flex happens in between that week one where they move someone to IR or they claim someone on waivers, we're interested in week one, not a week early. So... Let's start a quarterback. It's the sensible place to start and we'll follow through. It's been the same for both years. There has been two play, two quarterbacks on the 53-man roster and one on the practice squad. And for the prediction time, we're going to go to Paul. We're working on the basis that Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended. So don't count him in your numbers here. Um, obviously, based so, on what we know now, he's going to be back in week seven. That might all change, but that's as we know now. So it won't count. That'd be controversial. Roster. Yep. Uh, it's going to be Jimmy G. No, I'm joking. Um, I'm going to go with Jacoby Brissett and Joshua Dodds. And then practice squad. Rosen as your, as your guy in the practice squad. Yeah, I, I agree fully with that. That's where I expect it to go. Um, is Rosen practice squad eligible? Every player is practice squad eligible in the NFL. Oh, that's right. They have these new rules now, right, where they drop the number, but three, three of them can be vested or something? I believe it's, is it four or six? Um, it's like a three and seven or a four and six spread. I apologize. You never get the, 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 the rules committee breakdown from us. That's for sure. But you know, you're right. Dak. I do think there are a couple spots for quote unquote veteran players. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's the logical thing. I think Dobbs, obviously rocket scientist, so to say, in terms of his brains, he was always very well regarded of that in Pittsburgh as well. And I think in terms of learning offenses and being a backup quarterback, do you expect him to come in and, you know, win three or four games in a row? No. 
but I think Brissett's going to be the starter. I think Dobbs will be running the backup duty. And then Rosen's going to be, they may even have a QB three just for, you know, S's and giggles for like maybe the first week or two, just in case, because if all of a sudden one of them stinks, you got to have somebody there on game day. Um, and then maybe they move them. But at the end of the day, I think those are your three. It's so at this point into camp, I can't see him bringing anybody. I mean, really, is there any other options? No, this is kind of an easy one. So jumping on to running backs, fullbacks, we're pushing it all together. Um, If we look at each of the two years, there's been four on the roster. And if someone's looking at 2021 going, hey, I swear it was five. I count Felton last year as a wide receiver because only 13% of his snaps were in the backfield. He was playing as a wide receiver last year. Um, So four backs on the 2020 and 21 roster. Obviously, one of those was a fullback, but that's probably not going to be the case this year. If we look at 2020, there was three practice squad players, and then there was one in 2021. So kind of that weird numbers. I'm going to go with a four and two split. I'm going to say the four on the roster are Nicholas Chubb, Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford, and Felton. Uh, um, I, I'm a believer that Kareem Hunt is going to get traded for a fifth round pick. I'm going to stand that. To be fair, the one crazy thing that's happened out tonight, Jakeem Krant going, do they move Felton over into that sixth wide receiver spot? Certainly in play and want to keep an eye on. But as of today, I'm going to go with that. And then the practice squad, I'm going to go with Stanton and um, John Kelly. That's going to be my six in the room. Ian, it's you next. I think obviously Nick Chubb is an easy one. I don't think we need to really discuss that one. Uh, that's an easy one. I also think that Dearness Johnson, Kareem Hunt, it, it is tough to see both of them on the roster, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's not even the, mo- the monetary aspect, but they're just, they're, the thing with Dearness Johnson, he's more similar to Nick Chubb than he is Kareem Hunt. But at the end of the day, I don't see an avenue for them getting value for Kareem Hunt in terms of the trade market. So I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to put Felton in the wide receiver room again. I think you're right that Jakeem Grant moves him, but my big worry is that they're going to run Jerome Ford in this preseason. You know, they are. The question is, is how good does he perform? You guys may not remember this, but a few years ago, a guy by the name of Isaiah Crowell was destined for the practice squad. And in the fourth game of the preseason, he ripped off for about a hundred and something yards rushing. And they went, well, shit. And he went onto the active roster. So the question is, is do they maybe limit Jerome Ford a little bit so they can get him onto the practice squad? Because I think the three guys, Chubb, Hunt, and Dearness Johnson, I'm going to go with, I don't think they're carrying Johnny Stanton on the, the 53 to start the season. I think they're going to go away from that. So I'll put just for, just for this case of this, I'm going to put Jerome Ford as the fourth. Felton's in the wide receiver room to take that spot. And I think that they add a player off of waivers and, or John Kelly. I think it's going to be Kelly and, or someone else that's cut and Stanton's versatility tells me that they may for some bigger package teams want a fullback. So I also will put Stanton on the practice squad with either Kelly or an unsigned uh, person that hasn't been cut yet. And those four guys on the starting roster. I would be shocked if for me after Nick Chubb, the next safest player in this entire backs room 
is Ford. Ford, for me, is an absolute lock to make the roster. I don't think they cut him. If he was a seventh-round pick, maybe. As a fifth-round pick, I, I put his name in pen for me. Um, lock that one in. But, uh, Paul, where's your split? Who's the guys? Yeah, I'm going to go... I, I'm Jack. I'm, I'm more in your camp. I can see us cutting, or not cutting, trading Hunt, um, Nick Chubb, Hunt, Dearness, Jerome Ford. They take four running backs on, and Felton is the wide receiver with John Kelly in the um, in the practice squad. But I want to stress, we know the how this works in the NFL. We say this at the start of every season. They've got nine. They've got nine wide receivers. And we're left with three week two. Um, injuries happen, things happen in the NFL. So um, I think it will set itself out. And yeah, I I don't think we need a fifth round for Hunt, to be honest, mate. I think uh, as we know, or as Jack always says, there's not a lot of value in right in running backs. Yeah, I'm playing sort of the injury game of hey, whichever team it is, and it's the position that gets the most injuries. Um, someone goes down in camp. Um, we saw it with the Ravens last year where three of their four running backs went injured. Um, it was something insane. So um, let's see how that stacks up. But next up, we've got wide receivers. And it's the same both years. It's six and two. So six on the roster, two on the practice squad. This would have been a no-brainer, but the Jakeem Grant makes it really interesting. So we'll start with Ian. I think the three you can just block or I don't think we're going to have much of a discussion is I think Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Bell. I think all three are locks. Anthony Schwartz is as about a lock as you're going to get. So the really did dispute is for these final two spots. I actually think they're only going to carry five wide receivers. I don't think they're going to go six. And I think it's because of this Jakeem Grant. So if we count Felton, he would be your sixth wide receiver. So I obviously moved him from the running back room over, but I think David Bell, Amari Cooper, uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, those four. Honestly, I think the fifth wide receiver right now is going to be Javon Wims. And I say that only because he's six foot four, 215 pounds, and not a single other person on this team is about is taller than Donovan Peoples-Jones at six, two. I think Wims is the guy Woods is going to go to IR. I think so. I think he's cause they're saying hamstring. I can see him May the only thing is, is they'd have to release him to get him out of the practice squad, six round pick. Yeah. I don't think he's going to make it if he's got this bum hamstring. So I'm going to go Javon Wims as my fifth and then Felton is my sixth. And then the guys on the practice squad would obviously be Woods. And then I think a guy that they bring in, I think Jamarcus Bradley's days are done. Um, Derek Dillon. I wouldn't know him if I sat next to him at target. Uh, Mike Harley Jr. He could ride a Harley Davidson as he's leaving. Travell Harris, see you later. Nah, nice knowing you. Don't know who you are. Anyways, but I think Woods and a guy that they bring in are your two practice squad slots. Wims and Felton are your five and six. Sorry, guys. Is Woods injured at the moment? Yes. How long for? We don't know. Stefanski said he's going to miss several or a few weeks. Okay, so we could get mate. But it's a hamstring. Yeah, okay. That's never good. That's usually you're talking two to four weeks. I, I think they're going to give those reps to bell. I think their goal is ultimately to get him to a practice squad. Now, maybe one of those things where they do some roster manipulation, Jack, you can kind of break down how you get woods to the Browns practice squad. And then I arm. It depends, but I could see him being on that half season. IRs. that's still around. Are they still doing that? 
So what you need to do is you'd need to keep him on the 53 man roster until you get to cut downs. Then you move him to IR, in which point you can bring him back later in the season. Um, and then you can sign another guy. So he wouldn't count for as we're doing this exercise for the week one roster because he'd be moved off. But um, yeah. yeah, I think he's off. I think their goal is to try to get him on the practice squad through IR. Paul, what's your uh, six and two potentially, unless you're going different. Yeah, I'm going to go with obviously Cooper, people, Donovan Jones, David Bell, Swartz. Um, yeah, obviously then um, uh, Felton, uh, number five. And I, I'm really sad because I thought Michael Woods and Weston were going to be like really fighting out for that five and six place. Uh, I really high hopes for them. But um, yeah, with the injuries, as we know, it's NFL. Um, I think um, Marcus Bradley nicks a uh, place and he, he, he gets on the uh, starting roster and he'll be in and out of the uh, practice squad uh, Browns. And I think the Browns may bring someone in with a little bit more experience as a maybe a wide receiver three, four, just to bulk up the roster this season. Yeah, so for my prediction, the same four, I think, are locked in. It's Cooper, it's DPJ, it's Schwartz, it's Bell. Um, I'm going to put Woods on mine. Um, and then I'm, 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 I'm going to say it's a free agent. Whether it's Will Fuller, whether it's um, Cole Beasley, whether it's somebody else, I think they go out and sign someone because even though Jakeem Grant is more of a returner and that's what he's known for, he was still their third pay, highest paid receiver, and that's behind Injoku and um, Cooper this year. So they certainly, there's no way they were paying that level of money to have him do nothing in the receiving game. Um, so I think they're going to go out and sign someone. And it just gives them some experience in the slot with bringing in Cole Beasley. Um, he can go out there, catch passes. And if you've got a quarterback that you don't have the same level of faith in, in a, a preset, I think a target like Cole Beasley really helps. So I think that's certainly one to keep an eye on. In terms of the practice squad, I would say you've got um, Bradley's more or less a lock. I'm going to say the other one is just one of these random guys, probably actually someone off another roster, unless like, is it Harley and Harris, someone look flashes. I think they're actually going to go grab someone else. So that's wide receivers wrapped Jack, up. Jack, do me a favor. I'm going to give you four free agents, rank them in order of one through four, one, the most you want for the least you want. Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders. Isn't Hilton and Sanders retired? I haven't seen. I thought they they were cut and then they wanted to play. I, that would be my concern around. I think they, aka, Hilton. they wanted to retire their going through training camp. Yeah. So I, I would just be less keen on those two because I don't think they're as. I'm not sure how desperate they are to come back and play on a team that's not going to be competing. If we had Watson, there was no suspension. I think you can go to a, tie, uh, a Hilton. I'd say, yeah, let, let's go get Hilton. Um, but I'm I'm not sure they're the guys to come in here. So Fuller, I would really love to run the tires on, but there, there seems to be no real movement on him. Cole Beasley for me, it, it's where we need the guy. 
If you've got Omari Cooper, you've got DPJ out wide, a slot in there, especially with Brissett, I think it just fits more what we need. There you go. Um, breaking news, Goodell saying a severe punishment is yeah. required. So not long left, so we've got to go rapid fire. Tight end, if we look at the last few years, in 2020, it was four on the roster and zero on the practice squad. Last year, it was three on the roster and one on the practice squad. So Paul to go first. Obviously, hey, it's Njoku and Bryant. We don't need to go into them. Who else you got, Paul? Mate, I'll be really honest with you. I don't know enough about this tight end room. I think tight end room, tight end three is one of our weakest spots on the roster. Um, I think it's something that we still need to do some work around. But um, there's four names there. Uh, I don't know who we're going to bring on. That's the truth. I'm 100% with you. I think we're going to see a really high amount of two tight end sets this year. And for that reason, they're going to want someone who they can rely on because if one of these two guys go down, you're going to have to get rid of basically all your two tight end sets at the moment. So I'm going to keep banging the drum for Darren Fells. Um, but who knows? It might be someone else that is made available and they go after them. I'm going to say the one on the practice squad is going to be Marcus Santos Silva, the basketball player. It's just intriguing. They can rest him there on the practice squad and sort of see how he develops this year. Ian, what you got for the end of the tight end room? I think those two, and I actually think this, I think your practice squad is obviously Miller Forstall is the guy that's kind of been back and forth. But I think that there's one spot on that practice squad for either Zaire Mitchell Payton or Marcus Santos Silva. From my sources on the ground, a.k.a. the two people I know that have gone to camp, they said that Mitchell Payton uh, has shown off pretty well. You're talking about big guys, 6'5", 250, um, 257, and then uh, Santos Silva, 6'6", 261. I think one of those two guys, realistically, I don't think they're going to carry two tight ends through on the 53. They're going to bring that third in. They may just keep Forrestal, but if I was him, I would rent not buy. So you reckon... It's going to be forced or they're going to get someone off. I think week one. for right now, I, I think they're, they're, they're going to have somebody else. I would flip it between Forrestal and a, and a cut. And that's, there's not really any veterans out there. The Jared cooks out there, the Blake Jarwins, none of them really excite me. Um, they, Rudolph. he signed Rudolph signed. He with uh, Buccaneers he went to the Bucks. So, and then I think your practice squad is going to be uh, Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell Payton and Santos Silva. I think those guys. Nice. Oh. Looking at the offensive tackle room. So been the same for both years. It's four tackles and it's one practice squad player. I think I can run through here and say yeah, pretty much four. the four are a lock. It's yeah. Conklin, it's Wills, it's Hubbard, it's Hudson. No doubt. Practice squad guy. I'm going to go with Ben Bichula. Um, I think it's him or Alex Taylor, but Bichula, they've paid him a decent amount of guarantees. I think they want to see what he's got. They feel pretty comfortable with the four, so they can be a bit risky with the uh, who the practice squad guy is. Ian? Yeah, I think, I think Petrula is going to end up on practice squad. I think they bring in a, a fifth maybe guy. I don't see any of these guys being their fifth. Paul? But, but those four are locked. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to go with uh, Wills, 
Um, Con Conklin, I'm glad he's back. Hubbard. And is it Hudson? Yeah, yeah. So they're the four. Who are you thinking for the practice squad? If he's still alive, Alex Taylor. He's had many Turn lives here. Taylor. Is he still on the, around? Yeah. 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 They're yeah. trying to mold them into something. So next up, we have the interior. Um, the, cent the centers are easy. The two are going to be Harrison Pochick, right? Just, just doing yeah. all of them in together. So in 2020, it was five on the roster and one on the practice squad. And then it was six on the roster and one on the practice squad last year. Based on the numbers we've all got on the roster so far, I think we're all protect, uh, projecting the six here. Um, so six and one. Ian, who's you guys? Obviously, let's Betonio, just Teller. I think Batonio, Teller, Pochich, and Harris are guaranteed. They're all locks. I think Blake Hans is I – think, I think it's Hans and done. I think they're going with all reliable. I know they've seen some things out of Dawson Deaton they like. I think he ends up on the practice squad. I think the run of Project X is over. Drew Forbes is going to be hitting him and Hijalto. Don't Pro say Bowl. that. You settle down. You'll get your time when you're ready there, Paul Brown. This is my time, damn it. David Moore, see ya. Hijalti Froholt, see ya. Drew Forbes, Project X your ass out of here, buddy. It's going to be done. It's going to be hands. Those two guys are going to fill in. And I think that Deaton's going to be the one they move the practice squad. Nice. Your turn, cool. Paul. Yeah, Batonio, Harris, Teller. Done. Blake. I think Drew Drew Forbes makes it. So you got that too many? No, he he took out Done. He put Forbes in for Done. Forbes in for Done. Nice. And practice squad. Who's your two guys? Well, one guy. One guy. Done. Done on there. Um, for me. The four that are locks, obviously, uh, your three stars and Pochic. Because they feel really safe with those, um, I'm going to throw Dunn in there anyway. Um, I just think he offers more than they need with Hans. Um, then I'm going to say there's this battle between Dawson and Hoffman um, with the loser going on to the practice squad um, because they're more looking at the future than they don't. I don't think Hans gets to the practice squad. I don't think Dunn probably gets to the practice squad. I can easily see those getting picked up by other teams. And then once you look at everyone else, it's not very good. Um, yeah. It's so just such a top-heavy room. And that's just – I don't think there's going to be much debate on this one. Dawson versus Hoffman. Um, one of them makes the 10th O-line spot, the other one on the practice squad. I think when we did the math, Jack, what we figure out like 42 out of the 53 spots are pretty much, you kind of know who they're going to be. We're really talking about 10 different, just to recap what Paul was saying. Uh, Roger Goodell today was talked about John Watson. He said, because we've seen the evidence, she being Sue Robinson was very clear about the evidence. She reinforced the evidence that there was multiple violations here. They were egregious and it was predatory behavior. Those are the things we always felt were very important to us to address in a way that's responsible. I know we got a time thing The soup. The nuts on that is, it really sucked for the NFL that the first case of this mutual arbiter was in fact this heavy of a case. I think it would have been a lot easier if it was not. Therefore, the NFL is not going to set the standard that this is the precedent set, and that's why it's going to be a, bit, or a year. That's really all of it is. That's everything. We've hit time. And as always, go Browns. Go Browns and Joe Jacoby percent. Go Browns. You want to say thank you very much for everyone voting, supporting the podcast, and 
now that we're coming up to the start of the season, we're going to be doing at least two to three shows every week. Let's go. Let's go.